All right, welcome in, Mizzou fans, to the dance class and a better day uh, for all of you guys. I'm sure a much better day for the Missouri basketball team. They win 81-68 down in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Big bounce back win after, obviously, um, not a good day at all. Um, out of the Missouri Tigers on Wednesday. Conzo Martin talked a little bit about that. We just got done with Conzo's Zoom. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to catch up with those of you who have been waiting here uh, with some patience and, and have given us some comments and some questions. So we're going to catch up on those. Then we'll pay, play Coach's press conference for you. I think it's about 10, 15 minutes long. And then we'll come back. We'll put up the phone number. We'll take your calls. We'll talk all about this one. Cam Cameron says, impressive to get a, a double-digit win on the road when Drew and Mark Smith both both had one of the worst games of their career. Um, Terrible day for Drew Smith, I thought. He hit one or two big shots, but overall just just didn't play well. Mark Smith had eight turnovers. He came up with a couple big shots late, ended up with 13, um, did a few good things offensively in the second half. But overall, yeah, eight turnovers, tough day. This was really the Jeremiah Tillman and Xavier Pinson show start to finish and also a little bit of assistance from Arkansas. It was like a, a day where – you came home with a black eye and a cut lip and said, but you should see the other guy. I mean, Arkansas shot about as poorly as you could. I think seven for 29 on layups. Um, Mizzou seven and one with three really good wins, two solid wins, and haven't played an A game yet. Agree? Um, look, everybody's going to feel a lot better than they did on Wednesday. Wednesday, not great, um, but those kind of days happen. They bounce back and and – Got a big win today. Uh, Cam Cameron's talking about the officiating. We'll get to it, I'm sure. We'll talk a, a little bit about it. Zachary uh, got some things to say about the officiating, too. It, it was bad. I, I don't know that it helped or hurt either team. Uh, there were definitely some bad calls both ways, but I, I don't think it was favored one team or the other. I think it was just, in general, kind of bad. So, again, we just finished talking to Conzo down in Fayetteville. There there were a couple glitches uh, throughout this, but the recording kept going. I think it runs, like I said, 10, 15 minutes. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play it. I'm going to kind of gather all my information, get set up here. Before we do that, shout out the logos in the top right corner. Burger Smokehouse is sponsoring this show for us every day, every game, all season long. Check them out at smokehouse.com. Third and fourth generation, family-owned and run business down in California, Missouri. The official smokehouse of Mizzou Athletics and also of the powermizzou.com dance class after every Missouri basketball game this season. So uh, we're getting some some people in here. Hopefully, as Conzo talks, uh, the rest of, of the crowd will filter on in. After that, we'll come back. We'll take some calls, and uh, we'll break it down for as long as you guys want to hang out here on Saturday afternoon. Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Conzo, just start to finish in terms of a complete game. Where's that rank out of Jeremiah that you've seen? Um, off the top of my head, I would say his best game. I mean, just, you know, again – like I said to him, I, I thought it was his his best game in my opinion. I thought it was one of X his best games. And I hadn't even looked at the turnovers yet, but I thought it was uh, a great game for both of those guys. Just from the standpoint that that lob pass that X was throwing to Tilly, even the bounce pass. We we finished the season last nine games doing a lot of that and for, for whatever reason. Though we've changed some of the stuff we do offense, but that package we always have that 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 action that we do when our guards attack down here, but we hadn't seen the lob passing. So we've just been adamant as a staff, but we need to get that because it opens up other things. When you don't do that, it's hard attacking down here. And when X made that first lob, I think it opened it up and, until he feeds off those type of plays. And again, like I said to him, I said, I don't really care how many points, but but he he was effective. He was posting, he was aggressive, he was assertive. And I think it really started when uh, the second half of the Bradley game, though he didn't get a a lot of production in the Tennessee game. I thought he was trying to post up, and um, and this is the result of it. And hopefully, he stays away, at least mentally and aggressive. Ben, Conzo, to to not only get a win today, but to play as as well as you did uh, coming out of the other day. How important was that, especially not just today, but big picture for this team to to play the way they did today? Oh, it was good. I mean, again, the the the, the game against Tennessee that, that that was not like us at all. And you, you have to give them credit. They did their job. But, but you know, I, I said to our staff before that game, and again, not, not making any excuses at all, I just said, you know, we, we, we're in uncharted waters. You're talking about guys that are ranked. There's never been ranked in college before. 
uh, you get your praise and accolades and you get a lot of pats on your back and, and, they, and they can cause you to, you know, stick your chest out a little bit instead of understanding how you got to that point. Cause nobody gave us anything. You're talking about being ranked. We had, to, I don't know, we were in the top 16 people's minds. So we got to that point via hard work, standing together and doing those things. And it just says we, we came out of the game. We didn't play the way we played regards to the, the, the final score. It just didn't look like us at all. And I, I couldn't wait for that one to get over with, but I have to have to absorb that and, and embrace that like a coach and keep moving forward. But it just, you know, God, it's a lot of them, but just, you keep plugging it. But like I told our guys, we're exerting too much energy when you turn the ball over because you're playing hard. Now you got to go extra hard because of the turnovers. But we got to figure out a way to get it corrected. Colin. Hey, coach, before you hit on it, I was going to ask about the lob play to start the game and if it was a matchup thing with Arkansas. But it sounds like you've this is something you've wanted them to do for, for the whole season. But just do you think them missing Justin Smith had anything to do with the success you guys had there? How much did that impact them today? Oh, he's a good player, but I mean, it just, but if you're right, that's the same thing as saying we missing Michael Porter, Jonte Porter, Jeremiah Tim, and I, I, I know what it feel like to miss a good one. You're talking about a guy potential no one picking the draft and his brother be held the top five pick. Imagine missing that. That's a lot of product when you're missing. So I, I, I feel sad for him because I've always been a guy you want to go to battle with other teams' best personnel. But of course, he's a good piece. He rebounds. But, but with that being said, I feel more comfort if he's on the floor than a perimeter guy, because it puts us in, now all of a sudden Jeremiah's in a situation where I got to go out a perimeter guy. So when, if most teams have traditional bigs, I like that because we have traditional bigs. If we have a team with one big and a lot of guards, then I like that matchup. But but I like for Jeremiah to go up against big guys that doesn't really shoot a lot of threes and they're big guys. And that way we can keep them on the floor. But when you got guys that can pick and pop and do all that stuff, it, it stretches us out and it's not good for most big guys. Mitch. Arkansas is a team that, that came into this game averaging, I think, 90 points a game. Um, you know, I know they didn't shoot well, but what do you feel like you all did defensively that was able to, to kind of disrupt them? Well, the whole thing, our DNA is defense. Like I said to our guys, if we score 40, 50, 60, 70, you, you still have to defend, rebound, and play hard. And I just think what we did, we, we, we had to. Now, it, it's just amazing. Guys can play basketball everywhere. You got Note who transferred from, from, from Jacksonville. You, you would say that's a smaller level. Man, I don't know if there are five guards in this conference right now that are better off the dribble than him. I mean, and you're talking about he transferring his league. That guy can get, go off the bounce and get to the rim. So uh, Tate was a guy that some projected to be NBA draft pick at the point guard position. I mean, Moody as good as it get as a true freshman. It's just really forcing those guys because their strength is playing one-on-one, -on -one, getting downhill, making plays. It's just having the grit to, to, to guard one-on-one -on -one and force the next thing to forced him to make a play. But also a lot of it had to do with us on the offensive side of the ball, make the ball go from side to side. Cause you come down quick shot, quick shot, and it plays into their hands. That's the way they want to play. When you got a, when you got a new team like this, though they're talented, you have to make them do different things defensively because they hadn't been together long enough to say, oh, here's the next adjustment. You know, and, that, and that's that's a small thing, but it's a big thing. Dave? Gonzo, you talked a lot about too much dribbling and standing around. What did you think of the way that, that X did just kind of running the offense, moving the ball around today? I thought he was better. I thought he was better. Uh, and I, I thought, you know, a couple of times he got to continue to grow it from the standpoint. Like one time he came down transition, he had Mark in one corner and, and, and Javon in one corner. That, that one got to go to Mark because Mark's a better three-point shooter. Like, and he, he he recognized it after. But th those are the next things for him, recognizing. Uh, also, we talked to him about when he penetrated and get to the lane, it's behind you because of how they play defense. Look behind you. So if you don't have a shot, whoever it is, he's behind you. I think Mitch got a three up top with that. I think Drew Smith got one. And just, just those things, because he has the mentality to score, nothing wrong. So you want to be aggressive with that, but you also have to know in your position, you're the facilitator. You got to know where everybody is on the floor. Sweetie. I remember you said yesterday that you'd know after the game today just how, how your team would respond after the Tennessee game. How, how do you think they did respond? Obviously, the one looks nice, but just coming out from the onset. Oh, that, that's us. That's more like us. And uh, again, I, I even got to say maybe the turnovers us too. It just we make it hard on ourselves. But that, but that's us. I mean, you you play with a level of grit, toughness, and I and I thought they had some conviction on the defense side of the ball. It's like, man, take pride. I mean, if you're gonna get beat, make sure teams beat you. You don't give games away. And, and we we gave one away. We we didn't fight uh, against Tennessee. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully we learn from that one. That, that's one I'll never get over. Just because you 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 got to compete. And I don't care what I don't care what the scoreboard says. You got to battle. 
Hansel, when did you know that Justin Smith wasn't going to play for Arkansas? And then did that switch anything offensive-wise for you just to attack the guy in Vanover that had a lot of his minutes? Well, we, we probably, you know, kind of gained time. But, you know, I'm watching film. When you saw the injury, because I watched it when they played the Auburn game, you saw the injury, and then he was obviously in the boot. And that's one of the hardest things to do when you when your team sees it and you're saying he, he could possibly play, you don't know if he's playing. Now it's like, how do we prepare and all that? And then we just got to a point where he's probably not going to play. And I just said to our guys, he's probably not going to play. Because if he's playing, he's he's, a, he's best for them as a five anyway. So if he had played and say he started and Vanover both started, then Jeremiah would have defended him. And, and uh, Kobe would have started out on Vanover. So we'd have treated Vanover like a perimeter player. So, And then the, the biggest thing with Jeremiah, because he's had experience in going against Mitch in practice, a guy that can shoot threes, he was familiar with it. And and what we want to try to do on his pick and pop three, switch on him, make his, make his shots. Hard. And I thought our guys did a great job of getting a hand on him because he can shoot the ball. And, and if he dribbles, take the ball. Even if you get a foul, try to take the ball because you don't want him to get comfort shots And because it opens things up for him. But I, but I thought, you know, it, it's, it's always difficult because, again, for me, without Justin, I said it before, now they got more perimeter players on the floor. And now there's moving, spacing, three-point shooting, and, and, and transition running because Desi – Desi Seals as good as any in transition. Note as good as any. I mean, take, I mean, they, they have good players. When they tack in transition, a lot of stuff opens up. Cortai. Uh, hey, Coach. Uh, how important would you say it is to get off to get a win in conference play and not get started 0-2? Oh, it's important. But, I mean, if we just start 0-2, you got to find a way. You know, conference play is, is long, man. It's a long season, man. But you, I think more than anything, in my experience in the last, especially in maybe the last – Four years, I think that the confidence of players, uh, it can go way down. I mean, even even a team that's six and all, you lose a game. You you would have thought that just just on the pulse of our guys, you'd have thought we were three and five. And just because that, that confidence is a is a roller coaster, and it's like man, it's a loss. Learn from it. You can get those things corrected. It's a long season, and you know you you can't really address certain things like you would like to, or like how, like my high school coach or my college coach would address them, and not derogatory language or anything like that, but they can really say what they need to say. And it was okay because it was amongst teammates and family in the locker room. Well, nowadays it's almost like I had to pull this guy to a side one-on-one just because, not that you're afraid of him, but just that's how they are. So you got to know who is who. And that can be delicate too, because sometimes you can't get the true meaning or point across. And it, it, it is, man, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a very fragile state when you, when you lose a game. I don't care what you rank, who you are. You got to have some guys in that locker room that got some grit to them, some toughness to them, and let's get this and get going to the next game. The time for a few more. Natalie? Hey, Coach, you know, I remember Jeremiah Tillman told us halftime at the Bradley game. You said he needed to play with more energy. You needed more from him. How have you seen him change, you know, since that time? And he's kind of come out here, especially with his best performance today. I guess I think the second half of Brad, I saw a change in him. And I, I thought he's more assertive against Tennessee. Uh, and, and the next step for him is just really embracing the double team, though he doesn't turn it over, but he got to embrace that double. Like, man, I'm, I'm trying to score the ball, not just pass it. I'm trying to score it and put pressure on defenses that way. But I, but I thought, again, that second half up until now, he, he's he's never been a demanding type guy to want the ball. So we got to get him the ball. He'll do what he needs to do with it. But if he gets to that point where he demands that ball every time down, then we're, we're different level of team. Hey coach, how important is this uh, team's experience and depth when a guy like Drew Smith ends up in foul trouble with four fouls with 15 minutes left? Well, I think it's good, man, but I, that's that's not a gamble I'm willing to take on a regular basis. And I think, I think Drew has to take ownership of the way he's getting fouls. I mean, Drew's a very intelligent player, mature player. He's been in a lot of big games. It just can't happen. Yeah, yeah it, it can't happen. Uh, oh, sorry, coach. Also, uh, I know it's not your goal to give up, let a player give up however many points like Io did in that game against them. But um, are you okay with letting a, like a team's main guy score their average in order to maybe hold others and focus on others to get a win? Oh yeah, I, I just think I think man, if you're a good score, you you'll score the ball. You might miss shots, but you can score, especially where the game's efficient. You can't hand check a guy. You find ways to score. So I, I think unless you send. There's a box of one, deny him, don't let him catch the ball. That's different. But other than that, it's just you have too many talented teams, too many uh, schemes on offense to get good player shots, especially if he's your main guy. Now, if he missed shots, that's one thing. But you got you can find ways to get your main guy shots. It's just a matter of whether or not they're going in. Dave, do you have another one? 
Yeah, Conzo, Mark had some uh, some of those turnovers today, but he, he found other ways to help you out. What did you think of his game, kind of bouncing back from some rough games? Oh, he competes on defense, and we, and we got we to make it a, a very assertive effort to continue to get him the ball. Uh, those turnovers, man, that, that's eight turnovers. That's a lot. That 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 has to be corrected. But but he's going to compete. Mark's going to defend. He's going to compete. Going to do all that stuff. You you know when when Mark does something, you know where his heart is. I mean, you don't you don't question those things. But but he can't eight turnovers and again. Hopefully, because that's not characteristic of him. So hopefully, we don't see that again. Uh, but we got to find ways to continue to get him shots. I thought he passed up a couple there, but and when he passed up some, sometimes he takes some tougher ones, man. Got time for two more. Mason. Hey, Coach. So after the team struggled to shoot the three in the last couple outings, was there more of an intentional effort to take shots closer to the basket and get the ball to Jeremiah? No, I just think that's, again, once 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 that lob, once X made that lob play, again, like we did that a lot last year, it, it opens up everything else in that, in that particular offense that we run. It opens things up. Now you're attacking down here. Now you got your shooters in the corners. Uh, and, and now every shot our shooters took in the corner, they knew that shot was coming. Now, I still thought we missed about five or six open ones in the corner. I did. They got Those shots got to go down. But those guys knew those shots were coming as opposed to offense kind of going in, I get a shot. They knew they were coming, and they got to knock them down. And they, they spent a lot of time working on it, and, and I'm confident they'll get them to go. Last one, Mitch. Anza, I know you always you know preach the value of rebounding. What went into to, to winning that margin by 15 today? Oh, just rebound, block out. I think the last two games, Bradley and Tennessee, we didn't do a great job of blocking out. We, we had no physical presence to them, no level of toughness when it came to blocking out in this show. And, and again, the four things we always talk about is defend, rebound, play hard, share the ball. Those four things, you, you do that, you give yourself a chance to win the game. And and, and just pride in it. We, we spend too much time on blocking out to, to allow teams to dominate us on the class. And I, and I thought they still got some around the rim. We got to continue to work at it. All right, so that is Conzo Martin from Fayetteville, Arkansas, where Missouri is an 81-68 winner over the Razorbacks today. Uh, Jeremiah Tillman, the star, Xavier Pinson, really good. And Missouri played, I don't know, I, th I think what we learned today is Missouri's like B-minus game was better than Arkansas's maybe C-minus game? I, I I think that's a fair description. I don't think either team played great. I definitely don't think it was was pretty. Um, but Missouri came out with the win, you know, and, and so that's what counts. What, what we're going to do now, hey, I, I got the number there on the screen. If you want to give us a call, give us a call, 573-234-4935. We want to talk about what you guys want to talk about, questions, comments, anything about this game. We'll we'll run through the chat and, and put up some of the comments there as we wait for phone calls and, and as we start to hear from people. But that is the number. That's where you get a hold of us here on the Burger Smokehouse Power Mizzou dance class after an 81-68 win for Missouri. Thought it was kind of interesting there. Conzo talking about he didn't sound like he loved the effort at Tennessee against Tennessee. Didn't love the fight that he saw from his team um, or lack of fight, I guess you should say. Also, thought it was pretty interesting. He was talking about the confidence of the team, and I think it's kind of reflective of you guys, of, of excuse me, those of us that watch this team. You're 6-0, and oh, you feel pretty good. Then you lose one game and you feel like you're 3-5 and five and you feel like the world's going to end and, oh, my God, I, how are we ever going to win another game, right? Um, well, they just they came back and, and, again, I don't think they played well, but they played well enough. They played better, certainly, than Arkansas did. Um, Arkansas, it, some of the numbers were absolutely staggering. The Razorbacks shot 20%, or 26%. They were 7 of 29 on layups. Um, Jeremiah Tillman... At one point, with about three minutes left, had made more two-point shots than Arkansas made in the whole game. I don't know whether that – I'm going to find out right now whether that number ended up uh, finishing being true. It was not. Arkansas made that little late run there, so they ended up making 12 two-point shots in the game. Jeremiah Tillman made nine two-point shots in the game all by himself. I don't remember Tillman taking a shot from beyond five feet. Um, really, Missouri's big man was the story tonight. Um you know, and again, the, if you're listening to this and or if you're watching the numbers up on the screen, five seven three two three four four nine three five. I've got uh, I've got the Skype line open. Feel free to call. We will interrupt whatever we're doing to take your call, and we'll go that way first. If if we start to get a backup, hey, sometimes 
uh, you know, you may call in and get no answer. You may have to call back. But um, Jeremiah Tillman was the story tonight. And and the first question I asked Conzo there in the, the post game was compare that to all the other games you've seen him play. Uh, due to injury, Tillman has played 88 games now in three and a half years. He started 81 of them. And Conzo said, I thought it was his best game. I, I can't remember a game. And it's not just the 25 points. It's the 11 rebounds. It's the fact that whether it was because Tillman was there on the defensive end or not, I don't know. But Arkansas wasn't shooting the ball well inside. I mean, they didn't have many points in the paint. So all of those things are a credit to Jeremiah Tillman. We're going to go to the phone line now. We got the 301 area code. Who are we talking with? Hey, Gabe, it's Jacob. Just want to jump in on exactly what you're saying. Today is Jeremiah's day. Let's spend the next hour heaping praise upon him <laughs> for all that, you know, for all his flaws, for all his trouble. He showed up on national television, was the most dominant player on the floor by a stretch, and looked like the four-star recruit that we all thought he could be. And just want to give a quick shout-out to him not being in foul trouble when every yeah. other person on the floor was in foul trouble. So just everything, all cylinders firing for Jeremiah Tillman. I'm so excited to see him leave this year and go support his family and cash some checks because Lord knows he's been through a, a, a journey in his yeah. four years at Mizzou. So just all praise to him. Yeah, that's a great point. He might have been the only guy that didn't have four fouls in this game. Um, you know, like Missouri fans have been on him for his fouls. It, it really hasn't been a problem this year. Now, there have been some games where he didn't play very well. I thought Wednesday was uh, – it sounded like Hanzo thought he played better on Wednesday than I thought he did watching the game, and I'll defer to him. He probably would, would know more than I do. Um, but that's part of what makes Tilly a little bit maddening is you know this game is in him. But you also know there's a 50% chance on Tuesday at Mississippi State he's going to have four points and five rebounds, right? So I get it. I, I think it's time to kind of accept that this isn't going to happen every night. But, man, when you can get it, he changes what this team is. Yeah, and I think it's just important for us to have realistic expectations on who yeah. he is as a player. I imagine a lot of 10 point 11 12 rebound double doubles in his future and you know 10 points may not be the production that we dreamed of when he came to campus but my goodness isn't it an exciting 10 points a 10 points that's yeah. fun to watch and just sort of makes you jump out of your seat yeah a lot a lot of dunks today and, and look underrated seven of ten from the free throw line on a day that that a lot of people on both teams had trouble making free throws. So, uh, I, I mean, Tillman was clearly the difference between between those two teams, right? Moses Moody and and Pinson, I think, kind of canceled each other out to some extent. Nobody else really made any shots for either team. Uh, Arkansas's big guy was dreadful, and Missouri's big guy was really good, and that's what gives you a 13-point win. Absolutely. So just excited for the team to be 7-1. and one. Thanks for the work you do, Gabe. I'll hang up and – Appreciate it, Jacob. Thanks for the call, man. Uh, and Jacob getting us started with, with the first call of the day. We certainly invite the rest of them. See, we even put your name on the screen there when you call now. This is uh, this is one of the things we're doing for basketball season with the, the redone graphics and the screen and all that. So uh, appreciate the call from Jacob. And, yeah, this is Jeremiah Tillman's day. Uh, no question. I think Xavier Pinson shares in that. I think he was, was very good today. Um, but this was Tillman. And um, – you know, I, I've joked on a couple of radio shows I've done in the last week or two. If you're the fan, if you're a fan of another team in the SEC, you've got to think Jeremiah Tillman's been in school for nine seasons now. I mean, because guys his size and guys that start as true freshmen, which he did, they don't stay in school for four years. He has. Um, I think Missouri fans at the beginning wanted to get two years out of Tillman, hoped to maybe get three if everything went well. I don't think ever thought they'd go for, get four. And, and let's be honest, you wouldn't have gotten four if everything went exactly the way he had planned. There have been some ups and downs and, and some injuries. But today um, is certainly a big day for him. And, and I think, think Jacob makes a good point. Like, take him for what he is. Like, no, he's not going to have 25 and 11 probably on Tuesday night. He's definitely not going to have 25 and 11 every night because if he did, he'd beat Michael Beasley. But, you know, take those nights when they come along and, and deal with the other nights when you get them and, and hope maybe they uh, that other teams, uh, other guys on the team kind of make up for them. So we're going to go through some of your guys' uh, comments here in the chat now. And uh, Nick wants to know what's going on with Parker Brown not getting in the game. I, I, I think it's two things. 
first of all, not everybody can play, right? But he was bad against Tennessee. Like, I don't know another way to put it. It was noticeable that he was kind of an open gate on defense. And Conzo is not going to play a guy like that very often. We're going to the 816 area code. Who am I talking to? It's True Divinity. What's up, True? How you doing, man? Good. I got some stuff to get off my chest, Gabe. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> okay. Is this, is this going to be a happy call or, or an, an angry yes, call? this is good. This is good. Okay. All right. So the one thing I don't understand, and like you pointed out on the board earlier today, is Drinkwitz's first year. Conzo, his first year, could do mm. no wrong. I get that. But Drinkwitz, and I get circumstances are – are weird because he was out a bunch of players, but they got beat by what was it, eighteen on the road at a two and seventeen? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And people are like just coddling him. Like I get it. I'm not putting any blame on him. It it is what it is. Conzo wins on the road by thirteen against a borderline top twenty five undefeated team and we're nitpicking the way he does it. Yeah. Like I just don't really get um a, I just don't really get why people nitpick him all the time. He is what he is. Like, I mean, I don't think Conzo Martin will ever be a great college basketball coach, but I think we've seen enough to know he can, you know, if all his key players aren't out, he can build a good team every yeah. year. Um, and it, the way he does it is not pretty. I mean, that's just what it is. You yeah. have tons of years of, of, you know, watching his team's play to understand that he's not just going to all of a sudden become a 90 points a game, let's get right. up and have 78 possessions a game kind of guy. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't understand the nitpicking of a seven and one top fifteen team. Uh, just every little thing they do. Oh, this one wasn't that impressive. The other right. team shot bad. At a point, we got to so, recognize Missouri's defense is pretty good. Yeah. So there are a lot of there are a lot of factors that go into this, and it's pretty interesting. Like during the game, I was noticing the comments I was getting, the texts I was getting, all that. I, I had to check and say, is Missouri up by eight points here in the second half? Because because people yeah, seem kind of angry. What are we doing? Um, so I, I think there's a few things. Number one, people, like, no matter what the sport is, they like offense, right? Um, I, 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 think, yeah. I think that's a part of it. So when you play the style that Missouri plays, a lot of times people are going to look at it and say, well, it's ugly, so they're not playing. Well, well, it doesn't matter if it's ugly as long as you're better than the other team at ugly, and Missouri was yeah. today. The comparison to football, it, it, it's just there. there's two things at play there. First of all, every coach ever has a two-year period where nothing is his fault. Everything is the other guy's fault. Yeah. And really, I thought Conzo had three years where that was the case. I think this is the first year that a lot of people are looking at Conzo and starting to shift kind of blame or credit or whatever to him. And not credit because he got all the credit the last three years, but shift some blame yeah. to him. But we talked about this post game on on Wednesday night. I think more than anything, it's people looking into the future and forecasting next year being bad. So anytime something goes poorly this year, it kind of is compounded by, wait, this is the year we need to be good and take advantage of because I'm scared to death of what next year is going to be. And whether that's fair or not, it's human nature. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, the recruiting – it does need to be better. There's no question. But I, I always say, like, I don't know how long any of us have left, man. I'm not trying to wish my life away and wish this season away and worry about next year quite yet. Exactly. And the thing is, uh, like, I like his recruiting class for 2021. I think it has good building blocks. And like a lot of people have brought up, you know, we've seen he can build a really good team with a bunch of role players. He just hasn't got that guy yet, like a Caleb Love. He right. almost got but it's kind of hard to land that guy when you're 15 and 16 two years in a row. So yeah. I think if he can, you know, finish this year strong, you know, get a top six seed in the tournament, whether that's possible or not, I don't know. But as of right now, that's probably where they slot in. You'd agree, right? Right. Yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah. So if you can take that and then in 2022 land that guy, I mean, you could turn this like you might have one down year and then boom, you're back on the bubble. And right. then the following year, you're playing for another top six seed. You never know. And yeah. I get it. I get the, the reservations, but I just, there's a lot of teams out there with flaws similar to Missouri. Can't really shoot the three a little bit sloppy. That would kill to be seven and one with the resume Mizzou has right now. That's kind of my, my 
stick I wanted to get off my chest. Yeah, I appreciate it, True, and 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 I'm going to move on to the next call. But Thanks. but look, you're right. There's only one team in this league that I that I know is better than Missouri right now, and and that's Tennessee. So we're jumping to the four one seven area code. Who do we have on the line? And appreciate you hanging on with us. Hey, Gabe, it's uh, Stewart and Snowy Ozark, Missouri, man. What's going on? I appreciate the uh, call. Great game today. You bet. Man. Great game. I, a couple of things on Selman. On um, you know, usually when you hear the, the, the foul whistle, it, to me at least, the only thing I think to myself is, please don't have it be on Selman. And, right. and today it wasn't. You know, it, what a relief. I mean, he, I think the team obviously shows – yeah you're right Uh, foul trouble is an issue Uh, look foul trouble I think is an issue in every game because officials just decide like anytime somebody hits the floor they're going to call a foul I mean and it benefited Missouri at times right the one where Mark Smith got kind of pulled to the floor like that's a no call that shouldn't be a foul um it ended up going on Arkansas and benefiting Missouri but so it is nice, like you say, for Tillman not to be involved in the foul trouble. But Drew Smith, I think it's be- that's becoming a problem for Missouri. And and Conzo acknowledged it. Like, that's one Missouri's got to get fixed because they can't have him with four fouls with 15 minutes left, which has happened twice in the last three games. Exactly right. Uh, you know, and I think going back with Tillman, you know, not being in foul trouble, Conzo had mentioned that, that he, he needs to, you know, want the ball when he's down, you know, on the opposite side. And when he does start wanting the ball, you know, we're going to go to another level. And that's really exciting to me. But it's not going to happen until, you know, someone goes a few games without, you know, having three fouls going right. into the second half. Uh, yeah, just really, really excited. The potential when when we get our pieces all falling on the board at the same time. Yeah, encouraged. And, and I've got to give Missouri a lot of credit today, too. Like, there seems to be, and Conzo's not saying it out loud, but it seems to me to be an intentional effort to quit shooting so many threes. Like, they didn't shoot a million of them today. They shot 19, which is, it's some, but, like, I, I mean, you know, you have 70-some-odd possessions. You're going to shoot a few threes. Um, and some of them were wide open and needed to be shot. So, I think Missouri is making an effort to run things more through Tillman offensively. And obviously, the more he's on the floor, I mean, uh, I'm trying to let me look at how many minutes he played today. I'm guessing it was close to 30 at 28 minutes. If you can get 28 minutes out of Jeremiah yeah. Tillman, this team's got a chance to be pretty good. Exactly. And, you know, they, they, they get it down to him. He'd get double team. He'd kick it back out. And mm-hmm. instead of Mizzou popping up for that instant three, they would work it around and try to get it back on the inside. Yep. Um, and, and and that was just fun to to see him not give up on the offense so quick. Uh, I appreciate what you do, Gabe, man. Great, great win, and uh, and I'll hang up. Thanks. All right, thanks a lot for the call. And we got another caller on the line from the four one seven area code. Uh, so we're gonna stay there. And and if you're still there, who am I talking to? Hey, Gabe, it's Tucker here in Joplin. What's up, Tucker? How you doing, man? Good, man. How about you? I'm hanging in. Not bad. Probably a little bit better than Wednesday night. You know, it should be an easier show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, so you, you mentioned one thing I was going to talk about. Um, Drew Smith, and I'm I'm optimistic and hopeful that he will uh, – that he'll get better. I mean, he's just played too much basketball, and when his strength is, you know, his uh, – it's not his athleticism. It's his maturity right. and his leadership – and I know he plays hard, but he's got to be smarter with these fouls, especially yes. the one he had, he had two frustration fouls today. He's played too much basketball, and this team needs him too much for him to be doing that. And I'm sure he knows, and I'm sure he's trying his best, but that's got to improve. Yeah, I mean, I know he knows because I asked him about it the other day on a Zoom call. I said, and he said, you know, I'm just, it, it's the ones I pick up usually are, are bad fouls that I don't need to kind of with my hands. And there was one today that look by that point, the officials had called like 47 fouls. You can't go slapping at the ball 32 feet from the basket. You're going to get called yep. for a foul. And he did. And I think it was his fourth. Um, you know, he, you're right. He just, there's nothing 
complex about it. He has to be smarter than that. He is a senior. He is the guy that I think this staff will tell you or has told us for a lot for the last two years is the best player on the team. Now, I don't personally think that's true, um, but you can't have him doing that type of thing on a regular basis. I can live with Kobe Brown having four fouls today. Um, you know, hey, it happens yeah. from time to time. But but Drew Smith, that it, that's a, at least the third game this year out of eight that he's he's been in serious foul trouble. Uh, yep, I'm, I totally agree. Now, one, one more thing about one of the other Smiths. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to remember the exact score, but I remember the time. There were seven minutes left in the game, and Missouri had already kind of ran out to their biggest lead around 12 or 13. Right. And Arkansas, I think this was following a turnover, Arkansas comes down and either makes a three, I think it was a three by that big kid, William. Mm -hmm. And so it gets from 11 to 8. And at that point, you know, there's seven minutes left. I remember looking. It goes from 11 to 8, and I'm like, oh, boy, because there's foul trouble on both sides. They come down. It's a bit of a quick shot, but Mark Smith hit at three. And I thought that was the turning point. I I shouldn't say turning point because Missouri already had a lead. But when Mark Smith made that shot, I thought Missouri's going to win. Yeah, I just I just looked back at the play by play. Good memory. It happened with six fifty five left. Uh, took it from fifty five forty seven to fifty eight forty seven. And you know, Mark Smith. I, I mean, I get it. He's he's a frustrating player. I don't think there's any doubt. And I don't think anybody would necessarily say he played well today. But he did have eleven points and nine rebounds and a couple of really big shots in the last few minutes. Um, I think we've got to quit setting standards of perfection. I mean, look, Mark had eight turnovers. He was invisible for the first 25 minutes of the game. I get it. But he did come up with a couple big plays at a good time. I mean, uh, you're not going to get, you know, 16 and and 12 out of every single player and they're going to make 50% of their shots. Uh it's not realistic. So uh, that was a that was a huge point um definitely as as like you said, I mean, turning point maybe a, a little bit too strong, but but that was kind of the point that you said, okay, this one is probably safe because they're they're not going to melt down. After that, Tillman made a couple free throws, and they really had a lead of at least 12 there all the way until Musselman got kicked out and, and Arkansas suddenly went on an 8 nothing run that in the end really amounted to, to not mattering. But, um, yeah, Mark Smith, I thought – and even Drew Smith, like we spent a lot of this call bagging on Drew Smith. He hit a couple big shots, right? I mean – Guys, even guys that aren't playing well are going to chip in. I was happy to see, you know, Drew hit those threes in the second half. And like I said, that, that shot that Mark hit, I thought was just a huge dagger. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the the one thing to keep an eye on, I, I think, going forward with this is as encouraged as we all are with, you know, the way Tillman played today. And I was super happy for the kid and thought he played really well. I think the offense works better when he gets his points the way he got most of his today, which are on pick and rolls and running at the rim. There was one shot Xavier Pinson missed and he cleaned it up. And I, I don't know if Pinson, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. It's almost like he missed it on purpose, like almost threw it off the backboard. But those are the shots Tillman's, I I think that's when he's at his best. I don't think the offense works good when you just throw it to him in the post, like Shaquille O'Neal, because, because as athletic as he is, he's super athletic, but he doesn't, have great hands and he doesn't have great post moves yeah and i think that there's a bit of a balance with hey you want to be encouraged and quote unquote run the offense through tillman but to me that doesn't mean just pass it to him on the block because that's right. when things get stagnant so I let mean, me let me take kind of the opposite side of that discussion if i'm defending missouri to me it is not complex to me, if Missouri is bringing the ball up the court, if this is not a transition situation, I am telling my guys, go under every screen, don't switch on the yep. pick and roll, just stay with Tillman and pack the paint and dare them to shoot a jump shot. I, I mean, it's if if you are willing to do that, if, if you play the pick and roll well, you're probably going to stop Missouri because the way... I don't know. The way like 60% of their possessions start, to me, looks like a high ball screen from Tillman. Yep. And and and, and, and to just kind of keep that going, and I'm no nowhere near an X's and O's expert on basketball or anything, but I've watched enough to know that if they can keep getting better and keep doing this pick and roll, they are one shooter away. And I don't know if it's Mark Smith because he commands so much attention, but I don't know who else it would be. That's where – 
if, if they if they pay attention to Tillman there, that's where that Pinson or whoever's starting that pick and roll finds the guy wide open on the wing or the corner right. three. And they're one guy away getting – I don't know that it'll happen, but if they do, that's when they can become really dangerous in my opinion. Yeah, but but if, I, if I'm defending Missouri, I'm saying, look – Tillman's not beating me. Pinson's not beating me. You're not getting to the free throw line. You're going to have to beat me by showing me that you can shoot 40% from three-point range. And until you do, uh, I'm going to make you do it. I agree. And if you and I thought of that, I, I'm certain right. Ben Howland going to think of that. And they're going to – I bet that's what we see Tuesday night in Starkville. Yeah, nobody's trying to pay me $3 million to coach basketball. So I'm going to guess most yeah. of these guys have seen oh. it. So. Well, I'm, I'm going to get off here. I appreciate uh, the time and appreciate you doing the show, Gabe. Sounds good, Tucker. Thanks for the call, man. And uh, and again, if if you guys want to be if you want to be the next one there on the line, uh, there's the number. Um, want to want to shout out Stu Thirty Eight. Uh, he's been on a lot of a lot of our shows, just uh, giving us a little super chat, a little tip for our time. Appreciate that. And uh, you know, a, a lot of times when those happen, people say, "What's a super chat?" Basically, it's hey, appreciate what you guys are doing. Here's here's a little. Uh, something for you and we don't ask for them uh we're more than appreciative of them we will always put them up on the screen just to recognize you guys for enjoying what we do and 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 giving giving us kind of a shout out we'll do the same um i'm not not gonna beg you for money but hey we're not gonna turn it down either um you know this is uh a we've got sponsors and and a lot of people that have made being able to do this and get all the equipment to do this uh possible now nobody has has uh paid enough money to actually make me learn to be intelligent enough to figure it out quickly so we're learning on the fly but uh but you know do appreciate uh those of you who are hanging out here Stuart. uh hey brings up a, a good point not only did missouri win a game today kansas suffered its worst loss in the history of allen fieldhouse i believe it was 84 59 was a uh was the final uh losing to texas so certainly a um a good day on a couple of fronts for Missouri basketball fans, I would think. Uh, real quick, while we've got a, a slight stoppage in the uh, the action, we'll get back to more breaking down this game in a minute. But do want to thank Burger Smokehouse. Uh, you see their logo up in the top right corner there. They are sponsoring this show. They were with us for our pregame show during football season. Uh, they have switched to the postgame sponsor for basketball. Uh, you can go to smokehouse.com and check out all their stuff. You can get a ton of it in the grocery store. They've got ribs. They've got pulled pork, brisket, bacon, ham. Uh, they do turkeys, anything you want. Uh, certainly the official Smokehouse of Mizzou Athletics and of our shows here on powermizzou.com throughout basketball season after Tiger Games. Uh, make sure to check them out. You can also go down to California, Missouri, to the Smokehouse and uh, – and check out their operation. I think pick up some things there. So thanks to Burger Smokehouse. Thanks to all you guys for being here. While you're here, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, and hey, just just tell people what we're doing. Text the show to a friend, uh, tweet it, uh, you know, put it on your Facebook account, whatever you do. However, you keep in touch with people. Just let people know what we're doing here after this basketball, after basketball games this season. Because we got about. Uh, we got 17 more of them at least, plus the postseason. So who knows? Could be up to 20, 25 games the rest of this year. And I think Missouri fans should be pretty happy. Uh, huge, huge speed bump on, on Wednesday night, no question. Um, we've established Missouri's not as good as Tennessee. Missouri is not going to be the favorite to win this league. I would be very surprised if Missouri does win this league. But to bounce back and get a road win, in Fayetteville, only the second time Missouri's beaten Arkansas on the road since they joined the SEC. Now, some of those games have been pretty close. I remember I was at one that they had a, a really painful blown lead at the end, and then another one, Jordan Geis missed a three that would have won it. Um, so they've played played Arkansas tough down there, but they haven't usually won. Um, I think this is a big statement from Conzo Martin's team. And again, they did it when they didn't play great. Um, you know, they they were they were okay. Um, so that's, that's pretty good. And, uh, wanted to, wanted to get back, um, to what we were talking about earlier, uh, before we, we started taking some calls and, and Nick had been asking about Parker Brown, not getting in the game again, the, the defense against Tennessee was subpar and there's not enough offensive upside to offset that. Basically what Missouri's got right now is a set eight guys that, you know, are going to play. Every game, they start Pinson, Drew Smith, Mark Smith, Tillman, Kobe Brown. 
off the bench, you know Javon Pickett's going to play, Drew Buggs is going to play, and Mitchell Smith is going to play. You're going to see those eight guys every night. That ninth spot has been going to Parker Brown. It today went to Torrance Watson, who didn't score. Um, I, I don't want to oversell what Torrance Watson did in this game, right? He played uh, seven minutes, uh, and he had he went 0 for 2 from 3, two rebounds. So nothing special. Um, but he basically got those Parker Brown minutes today. I would expect maybe he'll have a chance to get those minutes the next couple games. Um, now, some of it's going to be determined by matchups, but if Watson is playing decent defense, I think he might have a shot at those minutes. I don't know if he played good defense today, but I can tell you I didn't specifically note, notice him playing bad defense. So so that was probably a step up, and I, I think uh, – you know, they, it, again, it's the ninth guy in the rotation. It, it's not a, a huge deal. It amounts to eight minutes a game, I think, is what Parker Brown had been averaging. Uh, but Conzo has been talking about needing to get Torrance in the rotation, and, and he did do some of that today. Um, so let's see. Uh, continuing on rolling through. Uh, Tillman doing what he did definitely made me feel better. Just feel that Parker can play if Mitchell can play. Uh, Mitchell Smith does. So here's an interesting thing. I was just looking through the box score. Uh, there's a stat called plus minus, which I'm sure most of you guys watching the show are pretty familiar with. Basically, it means how much was your team outscored by or how much did you outscore the other team by in the minutes you were on the court. Mitchell Smith played 20 minutes in this game. He scored two points. In the 20 minutes Mitchell Smith was on the court, Missouri outscored Arkansas by 17 points. It was the highest plus-minus rating on the team. Mitchell Smith plus 17. In the 20 minutes without Mitchell Smith on the court, Missouri was minus four. Now, why that is, I, look, I don't know. Um, I, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with defense. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with they, the other guys shot the ball better when Mitchell was in the game than when they didn't. But it's not a number I think you ignore. Um, you know, Conzo has talked a lot about Mitchell Smith and everything he does for this team. And so there are things we don't see uh, that he does. But, yeah, highest plus minus on the, on the, on the team. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's got to count for something. Uh, Zachary Ray brings up kind of a good point. Vanover was the true MVP of the game. He just kept shooting. Uh, it's not unfair. A lot of, a uh, lot of misses by Arkansas today. And, uh, let's, let's run through some of their individuals. Desi Sills was one for 10. Uh, Moody was four for 15. Note was six for 18. Oh man. I didn't notice Vanover was 0 for 11. Like I didn't know he was that bad. So yeah, uh, I think you're right, uh, Zach. I, I think Vanover maybe Missouri's MVP. Uh, I want to invite you guys once again. Phone numbers are right there on the screen. If you want to talk about it, if you've got anything you want to say about this, uh, feel free to call in and we can do that. Um, but also can continue to be rolling through uh, some of these uh, some of the chat comments. Uh, T. Rise says struggles with the three the last couple of outings. He means the last couple of years, right? That's referencing a, a question in the the press conference. And yeah, Missouri, look, Missouri's not a good three point shooting team. I think we know that they were five of nineteen today, um, which was actually I think a little bit better than Arkansas percentage wise. Uh, Mark Smith hit a big one or two. Drew Smith hit a big one along the way, but overall, yeah, they they. Their path to victory is not lighting it up from three-point range. It's, it's not going to happen. They're not all of a sudden – I mean, they might run into a game where they hit 12 and, and you know, go 12 for 21 or something. But it's not going to be a common occurrence. There's zero question about that. Uh, Pinson deserves a shot in the NBA. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that X is an NBA player. I think we underestimate – how difficult that leap is, right? I remember a bunch of people being surprised that Jordan Barnett wasn't drafted. And I just thought, I, I don't think maybe you watch the NBA and understand the, the level um, that you have to be to play there. Uh, Pinson has some good things, right? But he, he's like a buck 60, guys. He's probably, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to guess 6'1", 160. Um, I don't know what his official listing is. He might be a little taller than that. Might be 6'3". But like at that size... You've got to be a freak show. I mean, you know, he's taller than Phil Pressey was. I don't think he weighs a lot more than Phil Pressey, but Phil didn't really ever get a look in the NBA, and Phil was the the best 
playmaker assist man Missouri's ever had. Um, you know, so look, I, I hope X gets a shot in the NBA. That'd be great. Um, but I, I, I gotta say, I think it would surprise me. Um, how much Jake wants to know how much was it Arkansas having a bad shooting day and how much Missouri locking down on D I mean, without like really looking at film, we can't know that for sure. Right. But on, on Wednesday, Missouri went seven for 18 on layups and dunks against Tennessee. They shot 30% for the game, something in that range. Um, and we blamed Missouri for that. Right. So if we blame Missouri for that, Tonight, Arkansas went 7 for 29 on layups and shot, um, let me see, 26.8% for the game. Like, if we blame Missouri for the way it played against Tennessee, we blame Arkansas for the way it played today against Missouri, right? The, The truth is always some of both. I mean, yeah, Missouri's defense deserves credit, but 7 of 29 on layups is not all about defense. 7 of 29 on layup. I mean, there were a couple possessions where Arkansas missed three shots with inside of two feet. Um, I mean, you do that, like, you're just it, – it's a bad day. You know, and, and they went 7 for 28 from three-point range. And, yeah, some of those were guarded and some were bad shots and some were wide open and they just didn't make them. Um, so, combo of both, I tend to usually think more – hey, shots aren't going in, then the defense was affecting them. I mean, Jeremiah Tillman's not a great shot blocker. Mitchell Smith certainly isn't. You know, I mean, they they played good defense, I, I think. Uh, you hold a team that was came in averaging 90 to 68, you played good defense and you deserve credit for that. But also, there's some blame to go toward Arkansas. Zero question there. Um, Drew and Mark Smith need to help Pinson. No question with that. No question about that. Okay, Kyle Does Sports wants to know, what's this team ceiling, a four or a five seed? Um, that's To me, that's probably the ceiling, yeah. Um, because I, I think when you shoot this way, there are going to be a couple more nights like Tennessee. You may not lose by 20, but there are going to be a couple more nights you just can't throw the ball in the ocean and you're not going to win. So I, I think this is like, um, I don't know, 11-7, and 12-6 and six team in the SEC. Uh, the ceiling, maybe they get to like 14 and four, but I I don't see it. Uh, I'd say more, let's call the, the ceiling 13 and five, right? Which would make them 19 and five with the TCU game left and whatever happens in that game happens. So 19 and six, 20 and five, somewhere in there. That's probably like a four seed somewhere in that range would be my guess with a pretty solid schedule. So yeah, I'll, I'll call the ceiling a four. Um, if they somehow go on a big run in Nashville, maybe a three. Um, so somewhere between like a three and a, an eight, probably, I think, uh, is is what I would expect. Um, after overreaction from a lot of us Wednesday, including me, Grant says, I think it's fair that this should be a top four SEC team. I mean, I think it's in the conversation, right? You Because I think Arkansas should be, and you just won at Arkansas. Tennessee is. Tennessee's the only one we know is. They're the only team I've seen that I know absolutely that's a better basketball team than Missouri. Um, LSU might be. Um, Arkansas wasn't today, certainly. I think on some nights it can be. You know, Ole Miss, Alabama, on certain days, maybe Mississippi State are, are good enough to beat Missouri. Over the course of a season, I will take Missouri over them. I don't know what to make of Florida with the Keontae Johnson situation. Um, But, yeah, the expectation, I think, should be Missouri in the top four in the league. Now, I'm not going to call it a failure necessarily if they don't get there, but but that's the hope at this point. I mean, Tennessee's better than you. They're absolutely the preseason favorite. Kentucky's going to beat some teams. Um, But you just went to Arkansas and won, and not a lot of teams are going to do that this year. So, Hey, you lost one at home. You you just got it back today. Um, so I think I think again the goal should be like twelve and six in this league, and and that should put you the top put you in the top four. And Zachary brings up the counterpoint, right? Arkansas shot historically bad. Wait for the next two games. I mean, yeah, they've got Mississippi State on the road and LSU at home. And I think if you're two and two after those, that's solid. If you're three and one, then it's definitely a top four team. I think. Uh, Cam says the biggest takeaway from today is how good Tennessee is. Uh, and yeah, that may be fair too. Um, I, I think, uh, more impressed with Tennessee case says, imagine if Mizzou ever starts shooting decently 
there'll be nights, right? But that's just, I, I mean, that's like saying, imagine if the team that throws for 480 yards and has an all-world quarterback suddenly starts running for 200 yards a game, too. Um, look, this team is built on defense, getting to the line, rebounding, things like that. They're just not built to win games by shooting 65% from the field. Uh, you know, it may happen every now and then, but it's not the M.O. Um, let's see. Hope we don't have a repeat of last year's game in Starkville. I kind of remember that one. I know it was really ugly and was like one of these games that was over nine minutes in, but uh, but I don't remember it exactly. Um all right, uh, Josh Cook says, if you want to defend Missouri, run a 2-3 zone. I, it's probably a pretty good idea, right? A lot of coaches don't like to run zone, but, I mean, it, now the key to that is you have to play it well enough that you keep Xavier Pinson out of the paint. You can't just let him drive drive straight through it. Um, but, yeah, make Missouri shoot over you. Again, defend the pick and roll. Go under every screen, make Missouri shoot jump shots. That, that's to me how you, I, I mean, it's not complex. Now, I'm not saying it's easy to execute. You still have to execute it, but I don't think it's hard to figure out. And I don't consider myself a, a supreme basketball strategist or anything like that. But I, I think that kind of, I, I think most of us can see that. And like Josh says, make them hit jumpers and and it's going to be a bad night. Um Okay, Spencer Tumbleson says uh, the pick-and-roll dunk was lethal. A lot of that has to do with Arkansas center being glued to the floor. That's that's fair. Um, I think Arkansas got – or I think Watson got Brown's minutes because Arkansas was going to have to play small. That might be true. I think also Conzo was looking for another option because Parker didn't play very well on Wednesday, uh, um, in my opinion. Uh, let's see – Miss, miss the cash Jante two-man game so much. I think a lot of people miss that, uh, Spencer. Um, let's see. Mitchell Smith's length is a problem for opposing teams. He can guard one through five. His defense is is better than we give it credit for. Um, he does do some things for this team that, that maybe we don't see. Um, you know, and, and I think that's true. Now, look, I don't want him camping out on the three-point line and thinking he's a spot-up shooter, but, you know, it's uh, – he does do some things that we don't see. Um, I recall a lot of talk about how good Tennessee's defense is. That's true. And, like, Tennessee plays elite defense. I think Missouri plays very good defense. I don't know if Missouri's elite yet. Uh, this team goes as X goes. He got Tillman involved early, and they took off. I, I would say kind of X and Tillman, right? Um it, They can win without Tillman being great, but I think they need him to at least be good. You're probably right because I'm not sure if they can win with with Pinson being bad simply because Pinson has the ball in his hand so often, you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably fair to call call Pinson kind of the way this team goes. Uh, the difference is that Mizzou has been a poor shooting team against everyone, so we generally see it as a Mizzou issue. That's not applicable to Arkansas. I think also, David, it's we tend to focus on the team we follow, right? So. Rather than give the other team credit, we're going to blame the team we follow and say, hey, they didn't do this well, they didn't do that well. I, I guarantee you Arkansas fans are looking at that game going, well, I mean, it's all our fault. We just couldn't make anything. Uh, Missouri's defense was fine, but it didn't really do anything special. We just couldn't shoot. That's what That's what we do when we analyze games. We don't tend to be willing to maybe tip our cap to the other team or to look much at what the other team did well. It's always about what the team we follow didn't do well. Um, any rumors on transfers that can save this team for next year? Um, not yet. Um, most of those aren't going to be known, right, till after the season ends. Uh, the portal won't probably get big until until the spring, until the season's over. You might have a few. Well, no, I was going to say you might have a, a few mid-semester transfers, but those would already mostly have happened because first semester is over. So we're not going to know there. do have maybe some interesting news on, on a football transfer. I know this is a basketball show, but Jafar Armstrong from Notre Dame uh, put his name in the transfer portal today. At one point, he was committed to Missouri out of Bishop Miege in uh, – in Kansas and uh, ended up switching to Notre Dame, played running back his first year there, switched back to wide receiver and, and didn't really do much of anything this year. He's in the transfer portal. Um, 
look, I don't know if it'll work out. I don't know what Missouri's interest level is. I can tell you guys I've heard some talk that Jafar Armstrong has interest in Missouri. Um, you know, I, I put a little bit about that on our board. I'm not just – I didn't pull it out of nowhere. Um, it is something I've heard. So it's a name that that you might want to follow. And, hey, we're, we're going to try when we can to give you guys a little uh, – little, incentive for watching this show right a little maybe inside information that that isn't everywhere else so um so again tell your friends hit the like button hit the subscribe button do all those things that make us look really important on youtube uh to get a few more people here after games and, and a little more activity and and we'll love that um uh jonah saying the mitchell smith plus minus number really caught his eye i, I was stunned when i saw mitchell smith plus 17 <laughs> i was stunned i had no idea uh, Bo would love to hear the Arkansas post game today. I I hope that Eric Musselman didn't get kicked out of, of it. You know, I hope he was able to do it. Um, Andy DeRose, uh, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, but Andy agree. You know what you're getting most of the time with Drew when X shows up, our offense performs at its best. Um, yeah, I, he's the guy that, that makes the offense go or on Wednesday night doesn't make it go. It was pretty obvious after that game that Conzo was was not happy with the way Pinson played, much happier with the way he played tonight. And Andy, uh, yours is a new name to me on the chat on these shows, so I appreciate that. So um, anybody that, uh, you know, try to try to get some friends here to, to join us on future shows. Uh, we're doing this pregame and postgame, every basketball game. So they play at 8 o'clock on Tuesday, which means pregame is going to be 7 o'clock. Post game probably start between 10:30 and 11, and, and we'll hang out for a while. Um, talk about whatever happens against Mississippi State, and um, you know that will that will be fun. Just kind of recapping this one, uh, Mizzou the 81-68 winner, Jeremiah Tillman breakout game. I don't think he can be SEC Player of the Week because. Like, he, he didn't do anything against Tennessee Wednesday. I think you got to have more than one game. Uh, but x Pinson 23-5-4, only had, I think, two turnovers. Uh, Missouri had a million turnovers. Um, I can tell you how many here in just a minute. Uh, Missouri had, well, the turnover percentage was 26.6. Uh, Missouri had 21 turnovers for the second straight game. Now, it didn't kill them in this game. Uh, they managed to overcome it largely because, again, Arkansas shot 27%, 25 from three, even worse than that on layups. But also, Arkansas only got 15 points off those 21 turnovers. Uh, Missouri won the rebounding battle 51-36, uh, points in the paint 34-22, uh, held their own in fast break points. Arkansas had 13 steals, which is way too many. Um, but... You know, Pinson and Tillman led the way. Mark Smith had a couple big shots. Um, Drew Smith had a big shot here and there. Uh, but it was mostly Tillman, Pinson, some defense, and a lot of missed shots on Arkansas. But, look, you take them any way you can get them. Uh, nobody's going to complain after a 73-53 loss. I actually went back and looked at uh, – I started going back through game by game and – trying to find out the biggest turnaround in total score. I thought it maybe would have been a while since Missouri had lost by 20 and then won by 10 the next game. It actually wasn't. Back uh, about two years ago, February of 2019, they lost by 34 points to Auburn and then came back and, and beat uh, Vanderbilt by like 11 the next game. So it wasn't as long as I thought. I guess it's it's not completely uncommon, which I think is a good thing to remind ourselves of. Game, nights like Wednesday night happen in basketball, in college basketball. They just do. Sometimes a team doesn't have it. They maybe don't have a lot of fight, and they get their brains beat in. And then sometimes they come back and, and win the very next time they take the court. You know, so it happens. Um, you know, that's uh, that's college basketball, um, and it happened to Missouri this week. Uh, but they, they bounce back and, and manage to pick up a W. Uh, Nick's wanting to know, do you agree with Conzo's constant substituting, not counting foul trouble? Um it's been a problem. I've harped on it a lot the last couple years, but I've seen a lot less of it this year. He knows what his rotation is this year. He's got eight guys. Then he's going to throw Brown or or Watson in there here and there. Um, but I'm seeing a lot less of it. There's a lot more continuity. Guys are being allowed to play through more mistakes. I think that's actually a big reason Missouri has been a better team this year. So, um, you know, yes, I had a problem with it the last two years. Don't really have a problem with it uh 
with it so far this year. And I just want to point out that Andy says I, I did get the uh, pronunciation of his name right on the second try. So, look, that's pretty good for us, right? If we can get it right the second time, we're not necessarily trying to be good enough to get it done the first time. Just as long as we get it done the second time, uh, that's that's good. Not That's not just pronunciation. That's just in general um, with most, most things on this show. So um, appreciate all you guys tuning in, all the comments, um, you know, all the participation. Uh, there Bo says Florida's leading LSU by eight in the second half. Missouri's going to be playing LSU next weekend. We'll be, be talking about that on the show, um, next Saturday. Uh, but appreciate all your guys' participation here on a Saturday afternoon. Thanks to Burger Smokehouse for, uh, you know, sponsoring this show and being a part of what we do here on the streaming channel and at powermazoo.com. I uh, hope you guys will check out what we have at Power Mizzou. Uh, Mitchell Forty has been writing and putting some stuff up. I'll have some closing thoughts on the website here after we get done. And uh, check it out there. Join us here Tuesday at 7 for a pregame of Mississippi State. Then Wednesday night we'll have the 573 report. Mitchell Forty and I will will talk things, all Mizzou athletics, a lot of basketball certainly, but, but other things as well. So, uh, we'll be hanging out with you multiple times this week. Thanks for joining. Once again, Missouri wins 81-68. They go to 7-1 and on the season. They will be back in action on Tuesday night. This is the dance class. I'm Gabe Arman. Thanks for watching.